everybody, welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This one's going to be for Super Hot VR. It's the PlayStation VR uh, edition or version uh, of Super Hot. Um, there won't be any spoilers in here, so I'll also say that uh, if you're interested in playing Super Hot, um, it's available on PC, uh, Xbox One, PS4, and PSVR as well. Uh, there isn't a there isn't the, uh, the the VR version for Super Hot isn't available on Xbox One because they don't have the VR system thing. Uh, you can also get it on uh, PlayStation Four the the normal version. So if you so if you either don't want it in VR or you don't have a VR system, you can still play it in those uh, versions as well. Uh, but Super Hot, it's basically um, a game where you've got two hands in front of you, and um, I can't speak to the uh, controller version basically of Super Hot. Uh, but basically in in this game, you've got the two hands in front of you. Uh, which are your two uh, move controllers? Because you can't play this game with a with a uh, uh, PS4 controller, which makes me curious as to know how how you play it um, on the normal version. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, you have your two move controllers, which is your two hands that you'll you'll use in the game. Uh, there's no moving forward or backwards. Uh, you can turn left or right, obviously, um, <clears throat> and you'll essentially have these red sort of glass created people in front of you they're not they're not styled after re real people um but they they're so, they sort of act like glass especially in the way that like when you hit them the way that they sort of shatter and stuff like that uh it's very interesting the way that they design the the characters um and essentially you'll look either in front of you to the left or the right or on the ground and you'll pick up whatever weapons are available to you so either a pistol an uzi uh, a shotgun um, or maybe you'll pick up like a throwable item, so uh, a throwing star or a bottle or maybe like, I think it's like an ashtray sort of thing. Or um, there's also hammers and knives that you can pick up. Uh, I do like the way that um, with the throwable weapons, how you have the, because you essentially got your pick up and shoot buttons, which is the, I think they're the T buttons on uh, the move controllers. They're the ones that are sort of the triggers. Uh, or on the bottom of your move controllers and then you have kind of your drop throw release I suppose button which is the one that's on the on the top um, and you basically can like if you go to pick up a knife or a, or a throwing star or something you move your hand over to it it will sort of like glow grey kind of or, or it will sort of turn grey to know that I guess to signal that you can now pick this weapon up if you press the button uh, you press it and then aim it at whatever, and then as you go to throw something, you'll have to obviously do it correctly, which I didn't sometimes manage to do. Uh, and then you'll press the button on the top, um, and then you'll throw the item, and then maybe you'll hit the person, maybe you won't. Um, and then obviously the the major difference with Super Hot as opposed to other um, shooter games or first person shooter games is that you can stop time. Um, so essentially, this this really really gets into some tactical stuff with um, Super Hot. In a way that, uh, well, there's a, there's just a ton of different situations that you'll get in. Uh, essentially, so when you stop moving, time stops moving. So the the enemies in front of you, uh, the bullets that both you have shot and the bullets that the enemies have shot, uh, which allows you to, which basically gives you the tool of, okay, stop, like literally stop moving, and then analyze the situation. Obviously, if you look left or right, uh, to like look around and see who's where and, and what's happening uh you will resume time but you can obviously use like if you look left and right with your eyes that won't uh resume time because you're because you won't be moving the headset or the controller so that's an interesting way that they kind of put that together um and you'll really get into a lot of tactical situations where 
Uh, be like, okay, there's a guy on my right who's got a shotgun. He hasn't fired yet, but maybe he's lifted his gun up. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe he's trying to aim at you and he's about to shoot. You don't know when that's going to happen. And then there's like a guy uh, on, on the other side of you. Um, and he's picking up a pistol or he's got a knife and he's coming towards you. You have to either disarm him or hit him or shoot him. And then you could, you can't essentially go in and just shoot all the enemies because, uh, well, it, it just sort of won't work like that. Because the other tool with this game as well, I suppose, is you'll be technically overwhelmed. Like, because you'll be completely outnumbered in certain situations where there'll be about five people in front of you. But it's really about, like analyzing okay that guy's shot how far away is his bullet that guy's about to shoot when is he gonna shoot is he actually gonna hit me am i already gonna dodge the shot uh and then if bullets are coming towards you like okay which way do i need to dodge is that bullet going higher or lower all that sort of stuff uh and then your own movements as well so like okay who will i shoot what gun have i got bullets left because the other interesting thing is um and unless there's like a certain amount of bullets in each gun i never knew when I was going to run out of ammo, which is also a sort of like, okay, there's two guys in front of me, do I have three bullets, two bullets, have I actually run out of bullets, and then you, uh, it does do the sort of empty gun uh, sound when when you've run out of bullets, so I find that interesting that they kind of put that in as well. Um, so you really have to go in and be like, okay, what, what guns have I got, what guns has the other guy got, because obviously something like a shotgun, when it spreads, is immediately more dangerous than like, uh, so much harder to dodge than obviously um, a normal sort of pistol shot, or if someone's got a knife that they're coming at you with. Um, and if you if you're good enough with the knife people, that the knife uh, enemies, you can just kind of disarm them and then hit them over the head with the knife or whatever. Um, there was actually certain situations where, uh, and I think I did it in the first let's play. I picked up two knives and I went to actually instead of slicing, instead of like basically hitting the enemy with a knife i went to kind of do a stab motion and it didn't actually work which i found kind of strange um but then obviously after a while i thought okay instead of just stabbing these guys i can i can hit them uh i haven't said if i actually like this game yet i really really do like this game i think that just just the simple concept of okay you can pause or play time um like resume time at your own you can do it at your own pace as well so the literally the speed that you move at because it's not like you start moving and time moves in normal time it's the fact that okay the time re resumes at the speed that you actually move so i think that's pretty good as well um there's also certain other situations where like you'll go to shoot a guy in the head and then he'll be aiming at you are you going to get your bullet off first and then you might kill each other so then you'll die anyway um so i found that quite interesting but yeah, just the overall kind of tactic with it really, really made it quite different and very, very, very interesting as well. So, uh, let's let's take a quick break here. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. 
that's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment and then all you need to do is support us at the one dollar level tier that will get you access to all of the ad free podcasts that we've done in in the past and get you access to all the ad free podcasts in that month as well so it's a great way to support us on entertainment talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad free podcasts as always thank you very much for listening back to the show Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, it's the 20th of May today, the Monday. Uh, I will be recording after this a review for Detective Pikachu. I saw it over the weekend. And, uh, well, I'll tell you more about the film in the review itself. So look out for that today as well. Uh, Speaking of Super Hot, which is what you're here for. uh, I did release the second and what will be the last uh, Let's Play. Uh, It's not the ending of the game. It's just the last Let's Play I was able to record before I actually finished the game. Uh, that one's about 30 minutes, and the first one is about 50 minutes. Um, so if you want more, you know, first-hand examples of me playing it and reacting to situations and seeing if I can get the enemies and whatnot, uh, there's a there's yeah, just over an hour, hour, just over yeah, there's like an hour and 20 minutes worth of uh, video for you to go and watch over there on Entertainment Talk. Um, so yeah, if you click on the essentially the post, it will have an embedded video. You can click play, then you can make it full screen, all that good stuff as well. So. Uh, you can do that. Um, what else are we doing? Uh, Game of Thrones is finishing this week, which is just crazy. Uh, me and David will be back, of course, as we usually are, on Wednesday to discuss the series finale. Uh, we've got a couple of season finales coming up as well, but this will be our, our first series finale that we've ever done. So that'll be interesting as well. Uh, speaking of season finales, we've got Arrow coming up. We've got Flash, which will be this week, and Legends of Tomorrow, which I think is next week. Uh, so those are the ends of all the DC shows uh, for their for their current seasons. So that should be interesting to discuss as well. Uh, the latest film review that we've got, the, the newest one, is uh, of course we did. Dial- we finished our coverage now for Avengers Endgame. The only reason I'd come back to do a podcast on it is if it beats Avatar at the box office, uh, which hasn't happened yet. So we'll see if that does happen. Um, but yes, part one is me and David, part two is me and Robert, and part three is just me. Part three part three is the only one that's a spoiler-only discussion. Uh, the other two do have spoiler-free sections as well. So if you still haven't seen Avengers Endgame, uh, you can listen to the first two parts as well. Uh, what else did we do? Uh, iZombie is also on its final season. Not close to its finale yet at all. Uh, it's still got about ten episodes left. Uh, me and Robert did coverage of the first episode, and we will be back soon for episode five. Uh, so we're doing that in the same way we do the DC shows. Um, on Wednesday, we're actually planning to do come back and do a podcast, a kind of combined Bat Family podcast, if you will, discussing Robert Pattinson or Patterson, um, who's been cast as the Young Batman for the Batman racing in 2021. And we also got a new trailer this week for or last week for uh, Batwoman, so we're going to be discussing that as well. It's not a teaser; it's actual full trailer this time as well. So we'll be we're going to be combining those two to like a Bat Family centric sort of podcast as well uh and there won't be any spoilers for anything plus because we don't know what's going to happen in either series so or either film so we'll be discussing that as well um and yeah that's pretty much what we've been doing oh gaming talk this week we came back and talked about what sony did reveal at state of play uh which included the final fantasy 7 remake and um the medieval remake the re the re revival remake yeah pretty much both remakes uh for those games uh, which was in the conference as well. And we talked about a bunch of other stuff as well. So you can go and check that out. Uh, and that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. Or on the podcast platform of your choice. 
if I missed any stuff, you know, just scroll through the website or anything like that and check out the recent content that we've got on going uh, for entertainmenttalk.org or podcast platforms. Let's move back to Superhot. So I've got three notes here. I'm just going to go through those and then I think that'll kind of be it. Uh, moving with time. Um, I kind of already discussed it, but like... Um, it it became kind of apparent to me in the final two levels because you've kind of got like four sections of this game where you've got like an A floppy disk, a B one, and then a C one, and then I think like a blank one or something. There might be a fifth one. I can't quite remember. Uh, I didn't quite sort of count them, but it was about four or five different floppy disks that you get uh, that you know you pick up with your hand and you put them in the computer. Uh, you load different sections. Um, the interesting thing with that is like. Okay, if there's five different levels within that within section A, and you beat three of them, but then you die on the fourth one, you go back to the start. I did find that kind of frustrating, but part of it was kind of interesting as well for you know like target practice, um, and then sort of getting getting more and more used to the motions of how to play this game as well, because literally with the move motion controllers and stuff, um, and like. I remember on the first two sections, I was able to sort of, okay, I've played, I've died, I've gone back to this level, I know exactly where the weapons are going to be, I know where the guys are going to come from, and in the first two, like the A and B levels roughly, you could sort of like rush through it in a way, in a way, if you'd, if you'd accidentally died in a slightly later part of section A, uh, you could, you could kind of go back and like, do more sort of fluid movements and stuff, and you 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 basically kind of know where everyone is. I mean, I mean, that might not be the same for like everybody, but um, yeah, I found that to sort of be an interesting way to sort of get the target practice, get sort of the movements more, get sort of more connected with the movements in, in that way, um, and obviously sort of practice more with the um, you know move, moving with time and stuff like that. So um, I found that very interesting, and yeah, it's just fascinating. Like I don't think a game's really done something like this before where you'll because there's certain games where you could probably stop time temporarily or like slow down time and stuff like that but actually stopping time with your movement i don't think you've really seen before so i found that very very cool level designs is what i've written down next i did like the way that some of the levels connected more with the other bits they would usually be in the same a b or c or d section uh and you'll notice in some of the later um parts of the let's play videos where I remember the particular section, I think it was in the first Let's Play that I did, where you had the three guys with shotguns, uh, and I remember during that Let's Play being like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And then it became obvious as to like, okay, you have to just really carefully dodge all their shots. And then you kind of get the reward from that in certain levels, where like you'll spawn or you'll change position to like the building behind the guys, and then you'll get machine guns and you'll be able to shoot with them and stuff. Um... The one thing that I found a little bit unrealistic, and this is maybe going into my next point, which is different weapons, was because uh, this kind of reminded me of it as as I'm kind of going through when you when you get to higher ground and you have to aim a bit more specifically uh, or a bit more precisely, I suppose. There was no real, we there was no sort of like reticles um, or even like iron sights on any of the guns. It was sort of like okay, you're pointing the gun at this guy but like are you aiming slightly up slightly down left or right and there was no there, there was no sort of way of like you could sure you could point the gun, the gun at the guy but is it actually going to hit him are you actually aiming at him properly it felt like uh, the gun was a bit of a sort of 
when you turn it to a certain situation uh, or a certain way where you're you physically are trying to look down the sights obviously because it's in vr and stuff you are physically trying to look down the sights of this gun and because you've got the move controller in your hand and you've got the vr headset thing and you're trying to line it up properly um you're trying to really specifically aim like okay where is the iron sight and where am i going to hit this guy um i didn't feel like that worked as well as it sort of should have um because i can't recall many other games that like you look down because like on call of duty you obviously you have um or in any third person shooter games you have like your hip firing and you'll have four little small arrow things or whatever that make your red reticle i think it's called um and then you'll press and hold usually l2 or um or lt to like okay bring a gun up aim down the sights or you'll have you'll have a scope or you'll have a red dot sight or you'll have an iron sights thing none of the guns really had anything like that i do think that if they i don't know maybe they wanted to make that slightly part more part of the challenge but um because obviously if you if you'd had like okay laser sight thing that would have been a bit too easy because then you could have really specifically aimed at like okay this guy's moving to the right and i'm going to aim here at his chest obviously his chest is the bigger area um and then shoot from there but i just wanted a bit more to to sort of know where i was going to be shooting a bit more the gun that worked the best with that I did find was actually probably the pistol. Like, there's a certain way, and I, I tried to do it in some of the Let's Plays, where, you know, you've got the, the bit at the front of the gun and two little things, um, I guess, at the back of the gun. And if you line the three of them up, you can kind of make a bit of an iron sight, but it doesn't sort of work quite in that same same sort of way. Like, if a guy, if a guy is uh, on, like, the other side of... A table or something it's pretty clear to like okay I'm, i am aiming this directly at this guy and i can hit him but with some of the fur, fur, further shots um it worked a bit differently so i thought that was that was a challenge that sometimes was a bit more kind of frustrating so um but it didn't like dampen my experience too much so but yeah other level designs um you guys would have seen in the second let's play as well that there was the uh pole dancing thing where like you don't again you don't have any weapons but with that it's the case that you dodge until the thing comes up until the you know grab this for the next level um i found that an interesting little thing as well like to navigate to the next level um you'd like literally reach out and grab this sort of pyramid looking thing i thought that was good as well um but those there was two there was the two levels that were kind of similar weren't there where um yeah, the pole dancing thing where you would have to dodge until bullets... Well, the bullets wouldn't actually stop coming because I remember when the, the pyramid thing came up for you to grab, the some of the guys would still be shooting, so you'd have to kind of dodge all of it and then grab the thing. Uh, but with the shotgun level where you're sort of bound and gagged or whatever, or what it, it sort of looked like an execution type of scene. Um, it was a bit... It was different with that one, so I thought that was good as well. But certain bits and pieces later where, like... Um, you pick up the uh, the snooker balls or the the, the pool balls, whatever the snooker balls. Uh, you pick them up and you kind of try and throw them at certain enemies. And it was kind of satisfying in certain bits where, uh, if you could throw the thing correctly, whether it's a bottle, a ball, or a knife or whatever, uh, and you can kind of see the weapons about to hit the guy, and you can kind of discard him in a way. Because um, I think with one of my attempts around the snooker table level um where they're, they're i think there's two guys coming at you at the side i think they had knives and then the guy on the opposite end of you the, at the table 
he had a shotgun, so obviously, you know, you got to get the hell out of the way of that. Um, the idea that I sort of thought of was, okay, if you pick up one of the balls, throw it straight at him, try and get, try and do that, like, as soon as possible, again, because you've got control of time. Pick that up, like, throw that at him, and then, as you can see, as you can see the ball fl flying towards him, you can kind of discount him, and then, like, move your attention straight to the other guys, which, again, you could kind of, you know, use the, use the two hands, pick up two different balls and throw them left and right. Not at the same time, because you'll probably not hit them. Um, but, like, you turn left, quickly throw one, turn right, and throw the other one. Um, I thought some of those level designs were pretty good as well. And I like some of the sometimes daunting aspect of... Uh, you, you'd start at a level, and there'll be a guy on, like, the other side of a desk or a table or something. And he would, like, have, like, a pistol or a shotgun... And you'd look down and you would have no guns. So then you really have to. You have to like instantly improvise. As to. Okay there's a hammer here. What can I do with that. Can I, can I, can I throw at this guy. Am I going to hit him correctly. Uh, or manage to hit him. And then like okay there's a knife. There's a guy coming to my right. And then again all all the tactics kind of change and everything. Um, and that came along with some of the challenges. That I liked in later levels. Where uh, there was more guys like up above. On certain platforms. There was more people to the left and to the right. Uh, and you couldn't just sort of, because a, a mistake that I made in a few of those type of levels was like, oh, there's these three people in front of me, I have an Uzi or a shotgun, and I'm going to take those out, and then, hey, guess what, a guy on the left has already shot, you turn around to look at him and the bullet hits you in the face, so you really did have to kind of, you almost had to kind of look around most levels before you actually started hitting people, because you never knew if that guy, until you actually looked over there and did move some time, um... You never really knew if, like, okay, there's a guy on my right with a shotgun. He's shot a bullet. There's no way I'm dodging that and I'm dead. Uh, and that leads me on to the final level. Um, and I don't really I don't really consider talking about the level designs to be spoilers. Because it's just level designs. The last level where you've got, like, four guns in front of you. And uh, there's, like, four... There seem to be four different... Or maybe it was five. Four or five different locations where people would come from... Uh, the, the guys would come from. And it was again that thing of like. Okay a guy shot a few bullets from his Uzi. You've gone to pick up like a pistol. Or whatever's, whatever's available to you. And then you look on the left. Guy with a shotgun. He's your immediate next priority. Because as soon as he fires that gun. You're pretty much dead. Like you maybe can dodge it. But if you're already too close. You know bullet spread and all that. You're, you're basically dead. Um, and then you had to. Again you had to immediately change your priorities it's like yeah that guy with the uzi who's just shot at you his bullets are coming towards you but you've got to take this guy out with the shotgun or like there's a guy uh who's not got a good as as good a weapon because he's maybe a, a pistol but he's he's coming on the right and he's shot right towards your face now that's a pistol so you have more chance of dodging that than you do with the shotgun so uh you have to kind of really change like on the fly you had to kind of change um, priorities of who, you, what guns you were going to kind of pick up. Who you were going to take out and stuff. Um, and that sort of thing. So yeah, but very, very well done. I really enjoyed really enjoyed this game a lot. Uh, I hope that they make a second one and everything. It will be kind of cool to see like if you gave different weapons and stuff. Like could you put rocket launchers and stuff in this game? Could you put uh, like assault rifles and stuff? Um, which the assault rifles could use like the mechanics of the Uzi. But, you know, fully automatic, so, um, whatever sort of guns could use. I mean, there's a lot of different, like, 
I mean, could you use like a bow and arrow, that sort of thing, where you'd have to, and that would be kind of an interesting tool where like, um, <clears throat> if, because with that, you'd probably have to use two hands so that you wouldn't even have the whole like, okay, there's a guy on the left, guy on the right, can I shoot at them at the same time? Because you sort of need to, you wouldn't be able to do that, so, um, I'm like, can you load the next arrow quick enough? Have you got any arrows left? That sort of thing. Um, yeah, they could do they could do some really really cool stuff. So I'm not saying they didn't here because they they really did. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm just kind of wondering like what other kind of weapons could you bring in? Like maybe grenades or something. Um, but then I mean, how would you defend against a grenade if you're in one spot? I guess you'd have to like block it with something because that was also something you could do in the game where a bit more of an unrealistic touch. But if you had like a bottle. You could sacrifice that with one bullet, uh, or for one bullet hitting you and stuff. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if some of you know, some of you that did play this game, you could use the hammer a lot of times to hit a lot of different bullets, and I didn't quite understand how that sort of would have worked. Like, I'm not expecting full realism, but there were some things where, like, you could dodge certain bullets with, uh, no, you could you could break certain bullets with your own gun as well like I don't think that would really work or happen or the gun would sort of get shot out of your hand that doesn't really happen um but yeah it's I mean yeah depends what what you like and stuff so uh but yeah there's there's different weapons and stuff that you could bring in and it'd be interesting to see what they do in a second game if they do go to make one uh the next VR game that I'm probably going to play is uh well it comes out next week Blood and Truth which is the I think it's from London studio the, the PlayStation uh exclusive studio they did um the London heist thing, which is on the which is on the the VR Worlds disc, uh, not not the demo discs, the the VR World uh, game where you have uh, the shark thing and you have some of the other demos that I can't remember. Um, but it's essentially the London heist, but like expanded, and it's like a five hour story apparently. So I'm really excited to see what they've come up with there. So that could be really good as well. And that is more of a realistic thing where it's you're fighting against normal human people. So uh, and in like real locations and things as well. Uh, I did like some of the design of, because a lot of these sort of walls and tables and doors and stuff were all pretty much just white. And all of the, oh, all, all the things that you could pick up, so like bottles, guns, all that sort of stuff, they were all black. And then all the enemies were of course red, so it was interesting that you only pretty much used three colours in this, but you still managed to, I think the design they went with was pretty good as well here, so that's that as well. Uh, Alright, cool, I think I'm done talking about Super Hot VR, I'm going to give this a 9.6, there's a few little quibbles I have with it to not give it a 10, uh, like certain, just certain bits and pieces and certain bits of level design and stuff, but uh, overall I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with this, so I'm going to give it a 9.6 out of 10. It can't be a game of the year though, because it didn't come out this year. So that's that's kind of a shame. Because uh, if it came out this year and I'm giving it a 9.6, that kind of would put it forward for a game of the year contender. But um, yeah, that's pretty much <clears throat> what I've got for you guys. Uh, you can find all the content on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talks. Uh, that's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can shop on Amazon, we'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those as well. Quick note as well, um, even though we're finishing Game of Thrones this week, because it's the final episode, we will be back on, I think it's the 5th of May, um, to do a series wrap-up. So we're going to take a a week away from Game of Thrones, uh, or a week sort of apart from Game of Thrones, um, and then we're going to come back on the 5th, which will be the week after on the Wednesday, 
Uh, write down all of our notes, thoughts, feelings, taking feedback, all that kind of stuff, questions, uh, which you guys can submit, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, uh, Twitter eTalkUK, there's contact page and information available in your show notes, you can just click on the email name thing and then uh, you can submit an email there, there's also the email box which you can submit questions and stuff in, um, but yeah we're going to come back and do one final sort of wrap up for Game of Thrones on the 5th as well, uh, we'll also probably mention it on this week's uh, podcast so that's that. But, uh, yeah, iTunes feeds, please rate, review, subscribe to those. Uh, if you don't want to re- review them, you can just rate the feeds as well. That helps us out. Uh, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. I'm sure if, like, you've gone to work this week, someone's talking about the end of Game of Thrones, probably. So, uh, tell them about the podcast and everything, um, and tell them to write in and stuff for, for the uh, series wrap-up. It's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, you can do that as well. Share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter. Put them in different Facebook groups, video games. If you'd like to watch more of me playing VR stuff or Robert or David play anything, uh, me and David have got Twitch streaming channels. Robert's got one and Mixer. Thank you all very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.